Chapter 10 of The Tale of Jolly Robin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rosa Grace, Auckland, New Zealand, May 2018. The Tale of Jolly Robin by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter 10 The White Giant. It was a raw March day when Jolly Robin returned to Pleasant Valley one spring. There had just been a heavy fall of snow, big wet flakes, which Farmer Green called sugar snow, though it was no sweeter than any other. Johnny Green liked that kind of snow because it made the best snowballs, and he had had a fine time playing in the orchard near the farmhouse, not long before Jolly Robin appeared there. Now, the orchard was the place where Jolly Robin and his wife had had their nest the summer before, so it was natural that he should want to go there at once and look about a bit. He perched himself on a bare limb, where he sang cheerily to up a few times in spite of the snow and the cold, whistling wind. He knew that the weather would grow warmer soon, and he was glad to be in Pleasant Valley once more, though he had to confess to himself that he liked the orchard better when the grass was green and the trees were gay with apple blossoms. It's really a beautiful place for a home, he told himself. I don't wonder that Farmer Green likes to live near the orchard. And now I'll just go over to the house and see if I can't get a peep at him and his wife and his boy Johnny, and the hired man too. So Jolly Robin jumped off the bough and started through the frosty air toward the farmhouse. But all at once he saw a sight that sent him darting into a tree. He hid there for a while and something made him shiver, something besides the cold wind. Yes, Jolly Robin was the least bit frightened, for he had caught a glimpse of a strange man. It was neither Farmer Green nor his hired man, for this was a giant. He had big black eyes and a great lump of a nose which stuck out queerly from his pale moon face. He was dressed all in white except for a battered old black hat, which he wore tipped over one eye. In one hand he held a stick, and it seemed to Jolly Robin that the queer man was just about to hurl it at something. In spite of his uneasiness, Jolly peeped around his tree and watched the stranger. But he did not throw the stick. He stood quite still and seemed to be waiting. And Jolly Robin waited too, and stared at him. Maybe there's a squirrel hiding behind a tree, he said to himself. Perhaps this man in white is going to throw the stick as soon as the squirrel shows himself. But no squirrel appeared, and Jolly Robin was just about to start for the farmhouse again when he saw somebody pop out of the woodshed door and come running toward the orchard. Here's Johnny Green, Jolly exclaimed. He knew Johnny at once, because neither Farmer Green nor the hired man ever went hopping and skipping about like that. Pretty soon Jolly saw Johnny Green stop and make an armful of snowballs, and then he went straight toward the stranger in white, though Johnny began to shout the man in white did not even turn his head, and then Johnny Green shied a snowball at him. The snowball sailed through the air and struck the stranger's battered hat, knocking it off into the snow, and of course Jolly Robin couldn't help laughing. He was more surprised than ever too, because the moon-faced man did not move even then. Anyone else would have wheeled about and chased Johnny Green. But this odd gentleman didn't seem to know that his hat had been knocked off. That's queer, said Jolly Robin to himself. He must be asleep, for I should think he would wake up. While Jolly Robin was wondering, Johnny Green threw another snowball, and when it struck the stranger, a very peculiar thing happened. And Jolly Robin did not laugh. He was too frightened to do anything but gasp. End of chapter 10 Recording by Rosa Grace, Auckland, New Zealand, May 2018.